Good afternoon, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers. <laughs> Yay! So I am podcasting live from the Unlock Summit, which is groundbreaking experience for the ultimate entrepreneurial women. Millennials are killing the game. You know, people have, have, have discounted young people and kind of swept them under the rug, but oh no, they come in, they come in hard and heavy and so I'm just honored to be able to, to come to this event and to close it out and just to pour into you guys uh, from a thought about mindset because here's the thing about going to these types of workshops. I don't care what strategies they give you, I don't care how many notes you have, at the end of the day you have to leave out of here and you have to execute. And the number one thing that keeps people from executing is fear and doubt. What you think about yourself, what you think about your possibilities, what you think about your future, who you think you are, determines your trajectory. And so I want to start raising that question this afternoon, really basic. Who do you think you are? So our guiding thought for today's podcast is this. It's coming out of Proverbs 23 and 7. And it says, as a man thinks within his heart, so he is. But because I'm in a room full of ladies, mostly, fellas, no shade, okay? Um, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna go a little different direction. As a woman thinks within her heart, so is she. So whatever you think about yourself in your heart, that's who you are. I don't care what you put on social media. You can hashtag and scroll through and make it look like Cinderella's fairy tale princess story. But who you put on social media is an edited narrative of who you want people to think you are. But who you want people to think you are may not always be who you actually are. Because again, when things like fear and doubt enter the picture, it's a different story. So that's our guiding thought. And three things that we're gonna be talking about in this podcast episode. Number one is stolen identity. Two, living in scare city. So it's spelled scare as in afraid and city as in the town you live in, but I mean that literally and figuratively. Really the word is scarcity, okay? So living in scarcity and living in scarcity. And also your crown is now. That's how we're gonna end. So stolen identity. Uh, recently read a book by Iyanla Van Zandt, I believe it was Peace from the Broken Pieces. And there's a quote in there that really sat heavily on my spirit. And she talked about a lion tamer. So you know how you go to the circus and you know the, the lion tamer, he's kind of like cracking the whip and you know, the lion is, is cowering to his demands and to his wishes and kind of like performing tricks like a puppy or a show pony. And she asked the question, she said, what is it that would make a creature as fierce majestic and powerful as a lion is, subject itself to the intimidation of a man, a whip, and a chair? And the answer is, the lion has been taught to forget what it is. And I submit to you today that some of you have been taught to forget who you are. Because when you think about the kinds of things that you're settling for, when you think about the kinds of, of expectations that you might preach about but you don't live out every day, I suspect that some of you have forgotten who you are. And life circumstances will do that, right? 
How many of us in here, we've gone through some things? Yeah, baby. <laughs> we've gone through some things. And interestingly, I, I just hosted uh, my conference not too long ago, uh, the DYOB Experience. And one of my facilitators, she took a $100 bill. She didn't tell the person that she took the money from that this is what she was going to do. And afterwards, I felt bad for the person that she took the money from. But she took this woman's $100 bill, and then she put it in some Coca-Cola. And I said, what are you doing? She took it out. She, sh she shook it out. She said, what is this? We said, $100. Then she took it, and she shoved it in some oatmeal. And I was like, oh, see, now I'm going to have to get somebody $100. But she took it out. She shook it off. And she said, what is this? We said, $100. Then she took it and she put it in some water, swished it around. Most of the oatmeal came off. And she said, what is this? $100. She balled it up, threw it on the floor. She said, what is this? $100. She said, the point is, we've all been through some things, but it doesn't change the value. And so some of you have been through some things. Some of you have been through losing a job. Some of you have been through a bad breakup. Some of you have been through a failed marriage. Prince Charming turned out not to be as charming, okay? Some of you have debt, okay? Uh, you, you might be on social media looking like everything is everything, but there might be an eviction notice, a cutoff notice. Some of you have debt. Um, some of you have been through some things. Some of us have been abused, child abuse, domestic abuse. And domestic abuse doesn't always have to be physical. Sometimes emotional abuse, name calling and things like that. Um, unfortunately, part of my, my narrative, so I always am like, man, I don't look like what I've been through. I've been through domestic abuse. Having watched people in my family go through it, they never think how that impacts the children, even if the children never get touched. Witnessing that sort of abuse and anger in the home, it leaves an impact. So some of us have been through some things. Some of us have been through sexual abuse and rejection. And so when you go through those types of things, it robs you of your identity. It makes you feel like if these things have happened to me, then there's something wrong with me, that there's somehow, some way I've lost my value, that what has happened has diminished who I really am. And the fact is, that's just a lie. It's a trick from the pit because the, the truth of the matter is, I don't know, you know, how many of you read the word? I read the word. But the word says that you're the head and not the tail, that you're above and you're not beneath, that you shall lend and not borrow. You don't have to be in debt. If you forget who you are and you forget what your heritage is, then you start thinking that you, oh, well, you're going to die with bills. Who going to die with bills? <laughs> you don't have to die with bills. Um, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that no weapon formed against you will succeed, that no weapon formed against you will prosper. But when you've gone through some things, you start to lose those aspects of your identity, those important parts to really hold on to what you are. And life circumstances make you forget that you don't have to settle. You don't have to tell me, but I know right here, right now, there are some, some women in here who are settling. Th that you are <laughs> delivered with a T, okay? <clears throat> That, that you, well, I just take what I can get. You don't have to do that. Who told you that? You've been taught, you've been conditioned, you've been trained through some of the things that you've gone, on, gone through in your life to think that um, you just have to settle for less and when you don't have to do that. Um, some people have felt like, well, I'll take a piece of a man 
I don't have to have a whole man. I can stand in line. I can share. And a hush fell over the crowd. <laughs> because I know what I'm talking about, okay? And none of us, our backgrounds are squeaky clean. But when you don't know who you are, you think you have to put up with those types of shenanigans. Um, some of you have been taught to forget that you have standards. And it's okay to have standards. That you have value. And that somebody else not recognizing your value doesn't change your value. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I know what a dollar bill looks like. Now, if you bring in some other foreign denomination, I can't tell you what it is. And just because I don't know what it is, and just because I don't know what it's worth, doesn't change what it's worth. And so just because somebody else externally doesn't recognize your value, it doesn't change what your worth is. It doesn't change what your value is. Some of us have been taught to forget who we are. And anybody in here used to watch Martin? Still do, right. Watching the reruns. Something Martin always used to say is, somebody done told you wrong, okay? Somebody done told you wrong. You don't have to put up with that. You don't have to settle for a life that's less than, but you will put up for a life that's less than when you don't know who you really are. So I'm challenging you, who do you think you are? You know, people used to come up to you like in third grade on the playground, who you think you are? Baby, let me tell you. I'm a king's child. I'm God's child. I have a destiny. I'm a peculiar person. I'm not supposed to act like the crowd. And I'm okay with that. I'm set apart for a special purpose and I know what my purpose is. Do you know who you are? Some of us, we, we rely on external brands. Oh, look at my red bottom pumps. Oh, look at my handbag with the print. Oh, look at my, my name brand. My, I'm a brand. Do you know who I am? Because these brands don't make me. The brand wouldn't be in business if I didn't purchase. I make it what it is. And so I don't need an external validator. I don't need a status symbol to indicate how bad I am. I just say I am. The God I serve in Exodus says I am. Period. No explanations. And you just fall back with it like, okay. And everybody doesn't need to understand who you are. Everybody doesn't need to, to get it, okay? You don't need external validation and support and agreement and cheerleaders and things like that to know who you are. So the question again is, who do you think you are? So here's the thing. There's consequences for that. When you don't, when you don't know who you are, when you don't know what you're worth, then you start living in scare city. So when you don't know who you are, you don't understand your purpose. When you don't understand your purpose, you don't understand your value. When you don't understand your value, get this, you will create lack where none exists. Some of you don't realize how blessed you are until you lose what you had. How many women in here at one time in your life, you thought you was fat. You thought you was big. And then when you look back at those pictures now versus what you, you be like, was I really complaining? Was I really talking about, you know, what I didn't have and how I didn't look and, and yada, yada, yada? I had it going on back then, but I didn't realize that I created lack where there was none. I'm broke. I'm broke. Child, I'm broke. Then you had some kids. <laughs> then you start paying tuition. 
And now you like, dang, I was balling. I mean, like, I, I, really? So when you don't know who you are and you don't understand your value and your purpose, you will create a deficit where there is no deficit, okay? And when you're doing that, you have begun to live in scarcity. So think about it. Whenever there's like, you know, a threat, a crisis, some natural disaster, Hurricane Katrina, something along those lines, people go flocking to the grocery stores, right? They start stockpiling water, milk, bread. The, the shelves are empty, just completely cleaned out um, in anticipation of scarcity. They empty the shelves in anticipation of a shortage because they fear that they're not going to have enough. And the problem and the analogy to us is too many of us are living life expecting a shortage when God is trying to give you increase. So what does that look like? Oh, I can't share my business tips with you. I'm going to stand in the corner with my crumbs um, because, you know, I worked hard to get these clients. And if I promote your business, then you might take my clients away. Um, that's scarcity. Because, see, God doesn't do things the way that we do things. The word says, give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaken together, running over. But and we're like, well, wait a minute. Are you saying that if I give, I get? Yeah. And you shouldn't give to get. But, but many people in this room will tell you, I will pull them to the side and coach them right on the spot. I've been looking at your social media. You need to clean this up. Um, I've, I've looked at your platform. You're leaving money on the table. I don't charge them for that, and it's not cheap to work with me. But I do it because I want to see them succeed. Their success is my success, so I can stand up with some real black girl magic clapping like, yes, girl, do that. <laughs> do that, okay? Do that. But the thing is, when you don't know who you are, you don't know your value, you don't know your purpose, and you're living in scarcity, then you want to stay over here and hoard what you have and not share with anybody, and that's the quickest way to go broke. I don't care what's in your bank account. Broke is a state of mind. Poverty is a state of mind, okay? You think the Kardashians ain't got no problems? <laughs> we all got problems. And so we do have a, a, a money worship thing in this country. Like, we worship people just because they have money. Just because you have millions of dollars, that automatically makes you a success. That is a metric of success if that is what is important to you. But money only impresses broke people. <laughs> and broke is a state of mind. So who do you think you are? We talked about this at DYLB too, um, that I am analogy. See, I am creates, language creates, right? And so we say I am equals God. So why do we keep saying I am broke? God is broke? Who do you think you are? And who do you think you are in relation to him? But I'm not going to preach. <laughs> so I love this quote. Scarcity is not just a physical constraint. In other words, it's not just what you physically have or do not have, okay? It is a mindset. When scarcity captures your attention, when you think that you don't have anything, when you think that you're not enough, when you think that there's a deficit where there is no deficit, when you think there is lack where there is no lack, it will change the way you think. It will be top of mind and it affects what you notice. How many of you know somebody that's always comparing what they have to what somebody else has? Yeah. That person is living in scarcity. 
Because see, when you have a place of abundance, you don't notice what other people have. If anything, you notice what they don't have and say, how can I give to you? But see, when you have a, 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 a scarcity mindset, when you're living here, then it affects what you notice and you start comparing yourself and comparing what you have and what you don't have and what you think you deserve, et cetera, et cetera. That's a scarcity mindset. So if I'm stepping on anybody's toes, it's not intentional. I want you to be transformed out of that mindset. Um, and it, it affects how we weigh our choices, how we deliberate, and ultimately how we, what we decide and how we behave. We can't go into 2016 with a mindset of lack. We can't go into 2016 looking at what we don't have. You notice how in our society, they run right over Thanksgiving. Halloween is touted. Why? Because it's a commercial success. Then we hop over Thanksgiving and then we go straight to Christmas because it's a commercial Success. Our society says, don't stop and be grateful for what you have. We make our money by making you feel less than and looking at what you don't have. So when you have an abundance mindset, gratitude creates abundance. When you're thankful for what you have, that's what creates abundance. So if you want to know how to get out of scarcity, just start being thankful for what you have right now and being thankful for who you are right now in the journey. And then possession begins in the mind. So if you're not where you want to be, then what you need to do is say, thank you, Lord, for bringing me out of that bad job now. Even though you might be in the bad job today, thank you, Lord, for bringing me out of that bad job. So give thanks for what's about to manifest, okay? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. So stop speaking death into your finances. Stop speaking death into your relationships. Stop speaking death into your waistline and say, thank you, Lord, for this 20 pounds lost. Jesus. Okay. Thank him for it today so that you will manifest it because we act on what we believe. Which takes us to our last point, that your crown is now. So you know who... Um, who struggle with this. I'm a big fan of the Old Testament. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a big fan of the Old Testament. Like it's, it predates Shonda Rhimes. Um, but until and unless you know that you are enough just the way you are, you will always be driven to look for more. Some of you don't know what your enough is. I wanna be on TV, why? What do you think that's going to do for you? What is it gonna do for your family? What problem is it gonna solve? How is it gonna help you make an impact in the world? Oh, well, I don't know. I just saw somebody, you know, and I, that's what fame looks like. You can't make decisions for yourself outside of yourself. Your future has to be determined from what's important to you. What is your why? And your why is not going to be because I saw somebody else. Because when you start copying and try, trying to copy and paste somebody else's success story, you will find yourself broken, frustrated, disgusted, because you are out of alignment with what you were really called to do. So you're always going to be driven to look for more. And until you wholeheartedly believe in your own worth, despite your accomplishments, so no matter how successful you are, you could be on own. <laughs> you could have stake in the company. But until you wholeheartedly believe in your own worth, there will always be a void in your spirit. So again, who do you think you are? 
do you think that you're enough? And don't give me lip service because you know actions speak louder than all the time. <clears throat> so David struggled with this. King David, like man after God's own heart, David. You know, he started thinking about it one day and he was like, you know, we're, we're in a beautiful landscape right now. So if you just look across like the landscape of this city, this skyline, it's gorgeous, okay? And he says, you know, when I think about the heavens, the moon and the stars, when I think about what you have created, who am I that you would think about me? Who am I that you would come and see about me? You made heaven, God of the universe. Who am I that you would even have an inkling of a thought of me? He said, but you have made me just a little bit lower than the angels and you have crowned me with glory and honor. Not I'm going to get a crown, meaning you're crowned right now with glory and honor. The problem is some of us need to blow the dust off of our crown. I want you to reach up right now. Your crown is right now. Your crown is right now. Your crown is not, well, when I lose this weight then, well, when I make this money then, well, when I move into this neighborhood then, your crown is right now. If you can't appreciate right now, you will never appreciate when and then. Because what you're going to do is you're going to keep pushing the gold coast back the goalpost back, you're gonna keep moving the metric back and you're gonna keep moving the metric back because it's never gonna be enough because you determine your worth based on things that are outside of you. Your crown is right now. So the thing that resonated with me the most is when you said, um, I have to look at my notes, I'm sorry. Sure. Um, until you wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe in your work, there will always be a void in your spirit. And that's something I've been struggling with because I'm like, well, I want this thing or these things and I can't seem to get that extra motivation to like really go for it. And I think that's probably what I'm missing is like, well, can I really do this? You know, can I really do it the way I see it? So how do you suggest that we actually grow that belief in ourselves? So there's an exercise called creating your future and it does start with being thankful for let's say may 2016 i'm going to be thankful for what those things are that you want to to manifest like that's setting your vision and your scope another thing about you know wholeheartedly believing you have to ask yourself what is the story that i'm telling myself right now and some we tell ourselves a lot of stories about why we can't be successful about you know we told ourselves stories about why we would never get in the white house okay so the question is, what story are you telling yourself about why you are not successful? And then, and I want you to write this down, like journaling is very therapeutic, like write it out so you got notes. What's the story that you're telling yourself? And you're gonna mark that lie. And then underneath that, I want you to write, what's the truth? What is the real truth about who you are, about how you were made, about the gifts that you have and the things that you can manifest in your life? And see, the beauty of that is, um, it's kind of like neuro-linguistic word association. So like when I say cat, you think. When I say up, you think. And so when you start to think the lie, your brain will train itself 
to recognize the truth. And it's like, oh, girl, you know, we're not doing that anymore. So part of that is recognizing and being honest with yourself about the story that you're telling yourself that's giving power to why you're not doing things. Um, identify the villain in your story. Oh, it's because I'm black. Baby, whatever. I'm golden and living life like it's golden, okay? Um, so what is the lie that you're telling yourself about why you can't? Write down the truth about why you can. Read it daily, post it someplace where you can see it, and then when your brain starts to tell that lie again, it will click in and be like, oh no, there's a truth. Um, hi, my name's Tyler. I am a correspondent with Black Girl Fly Magazine. Um, one of the takeaways that I actually got from Dr. Shante was when she mentioned that some of us don't know our own limits or don't know when enough is enough for us. Um, that really resonated with me, um, just as a person in general, but also as a fellow believer, because knowing when enough can also come from you having a relationship with um, with God or whomever you may believe the higher power to be, but when you have that relationship, it also allows you to communicate with him so that he can show you what the plan is for your life. Mm -hmm. So a lot of coming with knowing when you're enough is enough is also knowing what God's plan or what his intended plan may be for you. Um, the Bible does speak about how there is a time and a season and a purpose for everything under the heavens. So you have to have that personal connection or be in tune at least with yourself to know what your plan is or execute a plan so that you can know once you've reached that point. So I did just want to say thank you for that portion. Thank you. You know what I love about that um, is the fact that um, when you think about people I want to be rich. Why? Do you know that they really don't know why? The truth is, is that because somebody told you that's what you were supposed to be, that you were supposed to aspire to these things. Um, you know, society is kind of like they've, they scripted this blueprint and then you kind of lose yourself in the pursuit of those things. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing with money. There's nothing with abundance. Like I said, you know, lend but not borrow. There's nothing wrong with that. However, when it consumes you to the point where you can't spend time with your kids, when it consumes you to the point where you're losing your health in the process, when it consumes you to the point where your marriage is falling apart because I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this, build this empire for us. And then by the time your empire is built, it ain't no us. So the thing is, is that, you know, when you ask yourself, and I gave it up for what? What somebody else said I was supposed to have. You have to determine what success looks like for you. If it's a million dollars, great. If it's 500,000, great. But you have to understand why that is and operate from your purpose and your enough. So thank you for that. Uh, Dr. Shante, she spoke about, um, I love that y'all took notes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, so one thing that she said was, um, you can't make a decision uh, for yourself outside yourself, and you should be in alignment with what you were called to do. And that is something that I actually live by. It's so serious that you have to have discipline about who you are, what you want to do, and what you're going to be, and where you're going to go. And I find myself and I'm sure I can speak for others as well, you constantly find yourself steering away from that. Every day we wake up and talk about what we gonna do, what we wanna do, what we think we should do, what we think we should wear, whatever. But as you go on your journey, you like, dang, that ain't what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's so important to make sure that you have guidance, that you have deliverance, that you are very sincere about what it is that you wanna do. So, I mean, just, just to go along with that, like 
to all of you ladies here. Like we're all in the beginning or midterm, whatever it is, wherever you at in your journey, like make sure that you really, really focus and that you are following and you are disciplined about what it is that you want to do. Because it's so important to make sure that like, you're not setting yourself up for failure that's mm -hmm. already provided for you already, if mm -hmm. that makes any sense. You know, you already going to battle times already. But if you already speaking that into existence, then what are you going to do? In the Bible, it talks about, you know, um, if you speak that out into the universe, I don't say that in verbatim is my point. But She's paraphrasing. Yeah, She's paraphrasing. paraphrasing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it just it basically it talks about, you know, if you put that out there, then that's what it's going to be. So if you, want a if you want positive images around you, you create that positive image. You put that out there. You know, if you want negative, that's what you're going to have. That's what you're going to see. And what it, what it does say in the Bible is... <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> I ain't gonna take y'all there right now, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah. I thank you for for that comment as well. Um, the thing is, is that a lot of times, and and I'm not trying to push my God on you. I talk about God because that's who I know, that's who I am. When people say I love you, you love Him because that's who you see in me. But the the thing is, is that. Um, when you do things that are out of alignment with your calling, you know it. Some of you are at a job that you hate. You majored in something because that makes good money, girl. And that good money is like, you feel like you just sold your soul to the devil. You're like, I, I can't. I am unable to can. I cannot <laughs> do this anymore. You know, and, and I know people. I know people in real life that have worked, walked out on multiple six-figure jobs with nervous breakdowns like, I cannot do this. Okay, feel like they're working on a plantation. They cannot do it. And so the thing is, you know, what are, are you, and, and another thing is, you have to, to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice for your success? Because some women sacrifice having children. That's one, that was one of Oprah's biggest criticisms, you know, it was like, oh, well, how can she relate? And she doesn't have kids and la, 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 la. That was a sacrifice that she was willing to make. And um, one of my clients, uh, Kristen Harris, she owns a, a, the dessert shop, Pizzazz Plus. She spoke at, at uh, my conference, too, and she said, you want my portion, but do you want my process? <laughs> you know... Yeah, you want my press down, shaking together, running over, but do you want to know what I had to go through to get here? And see, that's not always what we post. We don't post the struggle. We don't, we don't post the crying tears and the empty Kleenex box and the, you know, please make a way out of nowhere. We don't post that. We post our success stories, right? Because that's what's brandable and what's marketable. Great, okay, but the fact of the matter is you don't know what it took to get there, okay? So don't covet somebody else's portion unless you want everything that comes along with that. And some of you are not able to handle that. Yes, that's true. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Um, so when you guys hear this episode, do tweet your takeaways on Twitter. You can find me at Dr. Shante Says on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. Let's clap it up. <laughs>
And you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.